this week on Wind So Fair and Tame, they blow you out of calm waters and into the maelstrom. The crew of the Tidebreaker shall become embroiled in an imbroglio of historical implications on this week's Dead Men Roll No Crits. Uh, this be your barnacle buttering, boisterous bedfellow, and GM Patrick here and joining me in sailing the dark and murky political waters are my four friends and your fellow pirates. I'm talking about Trooper, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, well, welcome back. When you mentioned dark, murky political waters, I thought we were going to have like a real life discussion for a moment. I had a panic attack briefly. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Let's bring up all the politics. And it, it, that's just, you know, it all seems like dark and murky stuff anymore anyway, any today, you know. Pirate politics are like, how many pegs are too many pegs? <laughs> the answer the, is five. The conservative number is a minimum three pegs. <laughs> minimum three. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. Doing great. I'm uh, so excited to get into this combat here. That's certainly going to happen right at the top of this episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys. Kendoso's Ken staff is itching for a beating. <laughs> Uh, if you guys remember at the end of last week's episode, we had a, a rather long chase scene. I I feel like it felt like it Very was long. long. Um, but you were able to successfully capture uh, Kalki Tarun, the former cabin, I, I, or I guess current cabin girl, but the um, apparent chemist slash drugger, <laughs> druggist uh, responsible for your press ganging onto the Wormwood about uh, a year ago uh, and when we last left off a couple uh i mean you've captured her you've knocked her out and then there some poor peril strong arms have have cornered you and are indeed insisting on escorting you to a, a meeting with their their patron their mysterious patron uh, you guys can start a combat with these guys if you want no uh, I, I believe cassius's final words was like is it okay if i bring a plus one and sure <laughs> I'm sorry. Was so, was their patron Kalki or was their no, patron no, somebody th else? This is these are the same. I think these were the same pirates, or at least some of the ruffians were the same pirates that Cassius saw, kind of maneuvering around the party at Kordak Bonefist, and so he thinks that they're associated with the red-haired lady he saw at the gates. Got so, it. Okay. Cassius uh, pretty much think that he's a step ahead in terms of knowing what's about to happen. So he feels pretty comfortable um, going with 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 the the thuggish individuals. And uh, I mean, he's just happy. And also, he uh, we have Kalki, so uh, he's pretty excited about that as well. So did we yeah. capture Kalki? Oh yeah, she's unconscious over Honto's shoulder. Right. And okay. We're, Sorry, I, I cannot wait for her to wake up and week. be like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I, I, oddly enough, I was like, "Geez, what happened last week?" And now that I'm remembering what happened last week, I know why I forgot it. <laughs> oh wow! What does that mean? It's a lot of fun dice rolls. How many? How? Geez, you, like I had like ninety percent failure rate on my yes. rolls last oh, week. Gosh. It was awful. Yeah. Last week was Seth's. Um, I just remember Alaris uh, swinging by the chandelier, and that was the most fun I've had in a while. So. Yeah, we, we had some cool. We, we had some. We had some cool moments. Alaris swung from the chandelier. Cassius used his uh, decanter of endless water to knock Kalki off the building. Yeah, Honto got hit by some barrel. Some cool things with some camels. <laughs> Honto fell of... off the roof. Oh, poor yeah. Honto. Honto didn't jump over a llama. <laughs> There were some uh, indeed um, Donkey Kong uh, reactions in in that fight with the, the barrels and whatnot. Um, that is that is a, a little adventure, a little side quest from the original Tempest Rising Pathfinder First Edition. Um, I believe they had some different rules, perhaps for the chase at that time. I'm not sure if they used First Edition chase rules, but um, but kind of a similar way um you you have to like follow after her making skill checks and things like that to to catch it, up it felt very much like a like an assassin's creed or like a video game chase scene where you know you're running and they throw barrels over so you have to climb up onto the roof and then they cut through a crowd and we had to think roll way to roll society to not insult these religious observers you know it was <laughs> it, it it felt very much like i mean almost like a quick time event in 
a video game. Uh, well, well, like it's it. funny you say that because um, when we exited the building, when she jumped out, my first thought was, is she hiding in a in a wagon full of hay? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, like Assassin's right. Creed. That was the first thing that popped in my stabbing mind. Stabbing every hay bale you come across. <laughs> the old wagon full of hay, man. You end up you end up stabbing like an orphan boy who's trying to stow away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's that's why they your your mother tells you don't hide in hay bales, but orphans oh, my don't, nap time. No. They don't have that. Yeah. Wait, my mom never told me that. Um, Bar- Bar- wanted you to get stabbed. <laughs> you stab and Bar- Gonna have to go talk finally. to my mom. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm gonna make him sleep in a hail bale, and some pirate's gonna come up. Um, so let's get back to the action here, as you guys, um, in the the twilight here of of um, I guess your third full day in Port Peril, are you're marched through the markets. Uh, and up the hillside of the city to where you come across many uh, villas in the high east wind district. And up here, the ocean spray um, keeps the stench of the wharfs, the fish markets down in kind of the lower sections. And, and you get very um, nice winds, you know. Uh, it, it's a, a finer area, and you do see not only estates, but uh, large mansions and, and things like that. Homes that you can tell are owned and guarded uh, by those in the employ of, of business folks or well-to-do pirates. Those with means here in Port Peril, uh, maybe some from foreign shores, but you can also tell some of these, like I said, are, are home to famous pirates. Um, these tufts, uh, the three guards lead you to a, a large uh, villa where you see the, the grounds are, are covered with vine trellises and some large shaded oak barrels dominating uh, maybe about 10 acres or so um, on the, the backside of the, the hill. And you can zigzag down some paths as night falls to a, a two-story home um, with well-lit oil sconces. There's a large hearth in the middle and you're shown inside to a window dining hall on the second floor um, with a view overlooking the the harbor, Port Perils Harbor. And there's all manner of crudités, oil and bread, meats, cheeses, veggies, fresh fruits, and things like that, along with several uncorked bottles with a, a label of um, some like lucky face cards, uh, you know, like playing cards on them. Um, one of the, the toughs will escort you in here and bid you put down cocky Tarun maybe in, in like a side chair and uh, says, uh, the lady will be with you presently. Uh, have a seat and enjoy the fruits of the vineyard. Thank you, mate. We will do so. Are you guys uh, enjoying the, the smorgasbord, the, the spread, the wine? I don't. I'm, I'm going to sniff it. I'm going to sniff it hard to make <laughs> sure I'm checking for poisons. Or uh, maybe maybe this is a secret uh, uh, fake out double drug move. Yeah, <laughs> Tyrone's behind just this too. Gonna say no. Also, we've just been at a party, right? Like I assume we're not hungry right now. We were at a tavern. We the, had a, we had a drink or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. The you guys were probably um, maybe drinking some, but um, it's dinner time. So I mean, if you are hungry, there's plenty to eat here. Uh, I think Hanto is wondering what we're doing here. At the, and we'll probably ask Cassius at the earliest convenience uh, out of earshot. I think you can tell that the, this seems to be someone of some uh, note here in, in Port Peril. Um, who exactly? I guess at this point you guys can make a uh, pirate lore check or maybe society. See if you can guess as to the, the owner. Sure. Uh, not a great start. Mm. 16 on a society. Yeah, I'm just trying to perceive any poisons in the... <laughs> oh, I rolled secretly for you. Oh, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> hey, you do not detect any. So. Okay, good. <laughs> I think Cassius would grab a flagon of wine. He has no such cares. And, it, you know, maybe takes a big gulp of it. And seeing maybe Honto's curious or concerned glare glance i don't know whichever he decides to don uh, a glaring glance 
a glaring glance. He says, this might seem a bit out of the way, but I'm hoping that this person is someone who caught wind of our tales and our abilities at the party uh, for Kurdak Bonefist and our Marquise and our signing of the Letters of Mark. They seemed like a fair-to-do upstanding type at the shindig, so perhaps they are in need of our services or our knowledge or they have something for us or a proposition even. And if they are as wealthy as they can afford us, fancy digs, perhaps they're even interested in signing a song for the regatta, so keep your keep your manners about ye and your wits about you uh, just as close. And Candoso, the wine's fine. Have a <laughs> keep your wits about you as Captain chugs wine. <laughs> I, I think uh, Cassius uh, is only the most charming, at least four wines in. <laughs> and Honda will just reply, I think you and I have a very different definition of what upstanding means. Well, at least upstanding in the pirate community, which is maybe not as good as other communities, but it's still pretty good. That's a low bar. Um, It's not too long of a wait after a few minutes. You guys can uh, dig into some food in... in and wine before uh, a very fancifully dressed woman in a, a long gown with a bejeweled corset, uh, four-inch heeled boots, and a, a captain's uh, a long captain's hat about twice the the length of her her torso, and just kind of falls all the way down her back with a, a feathered headdress, kind of like on top of it. Um, capping her fiery red hair and a, a wide smile as she, she you know, opens up her arms and walks into the, the dining chamber here. One moment. You said that the hat was twice as long as her torso? It's, yeah, it's like a, a seven-foot uh, long hat. It's, it's she, very... she forgot to change it back from a boat. Cassius is instantly jealous. I need to. I need to get you guys the the art here because it's like, oh, it sounds like you're not gonna believe me. Should but. I turn my hat into a boat and just put it on my head and like pretend to be a pirate queen? Yeah, let's do a hat. hat I'm the queen of the dinghies. Thou who wants to sail in the dinghies must come with my blessing. All right, maybe maybe it's not seven foot uh, long, but it's very long. It goes down her backside here. There's some um, uh, medallions and ribbons hanging off of it, and it has a a, a fur ridge along the, the entirety of it. You can, you can imagine this hat alone is worth probably um, many, many gold pieces. It's, it's construction. Um, taking, taking a look at her um, with those pirate lore checks or society checks, you made before. Um, there is probably no doubt that uh, this woman before you in the fine clothes is none other than Tessa Fairwind, the captain of the pirate ship The Luck of the Draw and the current mistress of the Port of Quint and a very high-ranking member of the Pirate Council. Um, if you guys want to make another pirate lore check before we engage here, I can tell you what other um, tidbits you might know about about the woman. If you need me to roll your gossip, um, Cassius, your gossip. Yeah, thing. roll my gossip. I can do that. Plus, has it changed? I think it's still plus 13. Does the society roll work oh, for this too or no? Um, no, this one, this one, I think you might need to know some specific pirate information. Okay. Um, uh, I think, Tyler, with that role, you have heard rumors that uh, she is looking to kill Kurdak Bonefist and take the throne of the Hurricane Crown uh, for herself. That's the, the rumors that you've got about uh, Tessa Fairwinds. Um, going into this, uh, she will, uh, you know, kind of walk around the table towards the head here and um, not not demand anyone get out of her seat if, if anyone is, but she'll stand right behind you all and um, very warmly say, Darlings, welcome to Ace's High Vineyard. It's my home away from home while in Port Peril, 
Please sit, eat, make merry. I see you all brought a plus one to our little soiree. It seems like she might have had a bit too much to drink already, though. Has she not woken up yet? Oh, no. And, and I think Cassius would have given her some of her own medicine um, while we were walking, just to maybe make sure she doesn't. I was say, we should probably make sure she's breathing. She might have brain damage at this point. Oh, that'd be fine. <laughs> Uh, Cassius would do like a, 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 you know, a small like boot forwarded bow, you know, with a twirl of his hat as well, and uh, and say, it is a, it is a pleasure and honor to be visiting such a fine vineyard, Captain Fairwind. Ah, honored you, at your invitation. You've guessed then at my name. Uh, perhaps my reputation precedes me. Uh, I did try my best. Uh, to keep this uh, a bit of a secret, you see. I wanted to invite you here and congratulate you all on getting your, your letters of mark and doubly drink to toast your health, your wealth, and perhaps your use of subterfuge and stealth. To the Tidebreaker. Mm. They they all rhyme, Honto. I don't know what you're, you're uh, having trouble with. He holds up a tiny four. Cassius raises his flag in and says, and to fair winds. Cassius, this this might surprise you, but I've actually followed your career for a little while now. I, I asked my men and they tell me that you have sailed on, on a different ship twice into the, the eye of Abendago for some reason, each time smashing your vessel smithereens. Uh, I have to ask before we continue on here, uh, is everything all right? Upstairs, do you do you indeed have a screw loose like the the boys in the docks say? Uh, Cassius smiles and says, "I don't think there can be a single pirate alive who would willingly sail into the eye of Abendigo without a little bit of a screw loose." But then again, I don't think there's a single pirate who became famous on the shackles who didn't have at least two or three screws loose. And that be and that be me aim. Although my methods seem a bit crazy, the rewards at the end of my pass worth the efforts well said well said and, and she will go on to introduce herself uh and and meet the rest of you and say you know uh alaris first mate and and you are kandoso and you sir are honto i've i've heard through some of my men they they watched you all fighting out on uh the docks with one of Goldtooth's pit fighters they said that you were uh, uh pretty fierce out there all of you and Candosa, you turned into a dinosaur. That happened. <laughs> Don't do that every day. Crew. There's no lie in that. We've been well led under under Cassius. He he may claim to have a screw loose or two or three, but I can say that I've had no better leader in my life. Hmm. Well, uh, as I said, uh, to to your old's uh, ship and to your wealth, please eat up. I. I I did, uh, though, uh, bid to meet you for some other business as well here, uh, while I was in, in Port Peril. But I don't, I don't like doing business on an empty stomach, and in general, I don't like announcing my my whereabouts uh, uh, when I come to the the capital here, especially when there are such uncertain times among us here and ahead. Um, tell me, what what is your general opinion of? political situation here in the shackles uh as as you all see it I, i'd love to get your your view from from your top sales mm. is there is there a role cassius can make to understand i mean because certainly the player tyler does not understand necessarily the current political situation with kurdak i mean he's had a single interaction with kurdak and mm -hmm. i can kind of glean from him being a little crazy what what things may be like but i feel like maybe cassius would have heard some other rumors or i don't know if there's something i could i think the general general one is it, it has been you know many decades since bonefist took over the the crown from um his his predecessor and um People imagine that, you know, as he is human, that his time um, will be at an end at some point. So there's there's a lot of we'll chit chat to... about who, who would be in charge next. Okay, I think Cassius will try to lead this conversation along here. Um, he'll say, after meeting Kardak Bonefist, myself, and hearing some words on the wind, why, 
We've had the same Hurricane King for quite a many number of years, and even at that, the Master of Gales has kept new pirate blood from flowing into the upper ranks for years as well. It seems to be a time where we need new pirate leaders and new leadership. I agree, and I could not hope for a, a more honest statement from, from you. Um, there are rumors bandied about Many people say that they want me, myself, to challenge Bonefist, to confront him for the throne, to take over the crown ship. But to be honest, I have zero designs on that crown myself. There are, though, several factions within the council and beyond that see me as the least of the evils that would replace the old man. But there are also several who profess themselves very loyal to to the, the Hurricane King. And those would be the first ones to stab him in the back if given the chance. It is a, is a perilous time. Uh, and as much as I, I hate Bone Fist, and trust me, there is a lot to dislike about the man, I would rather deal with the devil that I know before me than seeing some other pirate or another council member, your Avamar Sornash or someone else ascend to the, the Hurricane King's throne and, and throw things all out of whack when we don't know much about them. I can so, see why some think that it would be good for the position. Your words are indeed wise ones, and uh, I agree that although Kurdak Bonefist has, is long in the tooth and heavy in the chair and throne, there are others that could be far worse. You all have traveled through my my township, my my city of Quint, and it is more than enough for me to handle. I don't want Port Peril as well. But, as I said, it is a time to examine the political situation here in the Shackles, and a time to gather allies. And a pirate like yourself can do very well, make a name for himself, make a name of his ship, and you and your crew can make moves at this time and i would like to help with that i i've heard good things about you good things about your crew and well first off i wanted to offer my pennant and patronage as your pirate lord if you want to sail under my banner and have all the privileges and pitfalls that that pennant will bring you in addition to your letters of mark it will help keep the riffraff off your trade lines and provide some other bonuses and now, would one of the, go ahead. I, I don't need an answer right away, but if if you say no, understand that that will not sully our future relationship. It is just it is just an offer that you can think about. And would one of those added bonuses be perhaps? Oh, I don't know. Just bring up an example: endorsement for the regatta. Uh, sponsorship for the race um, would require that. I, I trust you a great deal, Cassius, and before I do that, we would have to have a mutual understanding of trust. Um, I will say taking my pendant will be a first step, but it is not required, as I have other intentions for bringing you here to speak business with me this evening. So, as I said, if you would like to accept the pendant, I'll give you 24 hours to, to think about it, but... Joining me in my cruise was not my my the the end of my intent in speaking here this evening. I have a proposal for uh, work to work alongside me um, to to further our our own personal goals at the same time. And if you are of a mind to hear it, I would like to explain to you my proposition. I I don't have a I don't have a mind of which way to steer me rudder at this moment. And if you have a proposition. My ears be as open as the seas. Well, as you mentioned, the free regatta this year is very likely to have a, a new winner, and that winner will have a chance at earning a seat on the Pirate Council. There are several behind-the-scenes factors in who is getting sponsorship and who is, is being bandied about in this race, um, and I would just like to see sailors with some backbone um, make it through and perhaps you know further down the line get a chance at that spot at the table um, 
there is a way indeed that I will grant you that boon to the race if you're able to earn my trust. And how might I be doing that? There are a number of interested parties, as I said, moving behind the scenes to secure the trust of whoever might be the next pirate king. I have approached uh, and been approached surreptitiously by some of these institutions, businesses with interests in the south of Grund, um, those looking for, for safe passage through the shackles, religious groups vying for the unrepentant souls here in the islands that want to humble the next hurricane king before their, their deity. But while those are, are somewhat still sub rosa, there are still they, they are known unknowns, um, if you gather my meaning, but there are unknown players as well. And right now all I have is whispers, but they are enough to have me very worried. Perhaps you all know that the nation of, of Cheliax would perhaps sooner see Port Peril burnt than continue on. They, they, they hate pirate scum as we have hurt their empire um, for, for generations, but... It's always been a flight of fancy. They would never be able to mount an operation, uh, an offensive, as something like that could very well bankrupt the Empire. But there are whispers of a faction of their navy attempting to build an armada, one that could not just wipe us out, but potentially colonize the Shackles, annex it under Chelish law. It is unbelievable to think, but without a unified force to oppose the, the Chelish Armada, if it is true, it is very possible that the Shekels could fall. And the rumors are that there are figures here in the Shackles already feeding this Chelish naval group with, with information. You know, anyone that is working with those sons of demons, the, the idea is beyond me, but their coin is good and you never know where one's true intentions lie. For all I know, the Hurricane King can already be in their pockets. I hear your concern. We are no friends, obviously, to Cheliax, and we've had a few negative run-ins with them ourselves, so I'm aware of their distaste in particular to our, our types. I would rather see the shackles burn than hand it over and annexed under Cheliax's laws. If you have a plan or a way that we can help out, I would be of like mind. Anto was trying to figure out if the Cheliax people were the ones that had the nunchucks that we used the nunchucks to defeat. Nunchucks? The Mad Libs episode. Oh. <laughs> Maybe? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, she, she saw through that story. Um, you've had a few run-ins with Chelish naval officers including escaping from one of their, their pirate hunters and very much so uh, <laughs> announcing yourself to them. <laughs> I believe was uh, Cassius Vell's name is in a book somewhere in, yes. in Jellia's yep. naval yard. Yeah, we took out because we, we defeated that one small-time captain. We had to run, and then we ran from that one ship after we disabled its rudder system, uh, but not after stabbing that one guy and idiotically blaring my name to his face. Um, Oops. Tessa continues on and says, I, that is why I do indeed want to hire you all for a mission. And in completing it, you will have earned my trust if you can keep this quiet. I want you to run down some of these rumors of, of chelish spies or money changing hands here in the shackles. It would be somewhat impossible for myself to do it as would likely spook any informant um, by the very nature of my stature on the high council as my profile might be a bit too high but if you all can find some hard evidence of a, a chelish invasion or a spy ring something of those lines that i can take to the council we can go from there and perhaps vote on moving forward in with defensive plans and do you have any idea where we may Begin our search for these Cheliax spies. As I said, uh, from from the rumors, and there are many individually verified sources here, I think of a, a few places that these traitorous informers might be hiding in plain sight within our midst. And the first, I'm uh, sad to say, is in my own backyard. The House of Stolen Kisses in, in Quint is a temple of Calistria, 
and one of the best information brokerages in the shackles. Um, she pulls from her shirt sleeve a, a small note and says, uh, I would I would like you, uh, if you are able to present this, uh, to gain an audience with the temple's high priestess, Dindrian, and she might be able to provide you with more information. But that is not the only place here that, that could be in line with the Chelish. The second is a temple known as the Temple of the Hidden Name. Not many know of it, but it is a, a secret worship site of Norgorber. It's said to operate in, in Beachcomber on Bag Island. If anyone knows of these spies, it would indeed be the followers of the Reaper of Reputation himself. And I sadly have no contacts with the priests of that temple, but if you are able to convince them to reveal themselves and provide the, some information on, on where one might find the spies, then that would be that would be another great way to, to start this investigation. Cassius is looking at the node and pondering what she has said. Eventually looks up and says, I thank you for the information. This is where we will start. I'm happy to accept this this job that you've extended towards us. I think it is of the most importance. And this is how you and I can come to trust one another in these un uneven waters that we now have to work in. And I'm all for it. So if you and your crew accept, that is excellent. I, I would ask that you, until we are able to complete our, our transaction here and you're able to find the information, you keep our relationship private. If word got out that I was supporting you from the beginning, then suddenly my enemies become your enemies. And before the regatta, that could cause you some problems. Though once our, our deal is done here and I officially sponsor you for the race, well, then the cat might be out of the bag at that point. I, I am of like mind in this matter. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have any questions here? She's you know, digging into some some wine and, and meats and cheeses and things. So I just want to dig into wine. Uh, you very use a spoon. easily. You, mm. you gelatinize it and, uh, you know, go have that bad boy with a spoon. Wine jello shots sound really good right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have both raspberry jello and wine in my house. Uh-oh. Well, this episode's going to get cut short. Well, I would uh, say it, it'll take a while, so <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going uh, to dig into that. That, that, that kind of week already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe after a uh, another drink or two, I think Cassius would say something along the lines of, you know who would have made an interesting Hurricane King? Mm. That captain, 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 captain... Olivier, heard he was a good man. Would have probably been a level-headed king. Um, Alaris perks up to hear her response. Let's say, let me roll a secret dice here. Olivier, yes, yes. Uh, I believe um, some of my ships sailed with that man, though he never took my pennant. Um, I believe the last I heard of him is he—he he was in one of the past regattas. Is that right? Yes. No. I—I I believe I've—I've I've drank with him on. On some occasions, and, and celebrating some some past achievements, but uh, I'm sad to say I, I don't know him intimately. I haven't myself never been able to meet the man. Just heard rumors from, from other captains and the like who either sailed with him or raced against him in the regatta. Just seems like a, a man with an interesting story. Well, there there are a number of of pirates of stories and and tales that that would. Uh, be the makings of, of a new Hurricane King. As I, as I said, many want me for that role, but it is it is not my place. It's, it's not an interest to me. But fi uh, finding the, the next one uh, and making sure that they are um, the right fit for the shackles, that, that is of great import to me. That is a difficult task indeed. I don't know if you saw during the signing of the letters, but I had to shake hands with, well, the wrong hand, if I'm being quite honest with the man. Not quite privy to do it again, mind ye. I've seen him kill sailors for for less of a, a slight. I would not uh, risk taking that demon's hand any anymore. Did you know it's bone all the way up? Oh, yes. It is a, a, a curse, I believe, is the story that 
was levied upon Kurdak. This was this was before my time sailing here in the shackles, but indeed it caused him to have the entirety of that appendage dead, and he he's able to channel some evil energy through it, as you have no doubt felt yourself. I pulled on my very life force, it seemed, like shaking the hand of a lich, or at least that's what I imagined it would be. <sighs> indeed. Kendozo, uh, any questions? subjects of conversation. Um, Any other foods you would turn into a gelatin? Mm, this uh, orange? Ooh, orange. Mm. Mm, that's pretty classic. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just don't have anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we talked about it last week and I was like, because, uh, you know, as, as we have stated before, um, uh, Jabert has played through this AP in the first edition world, but that was like seven years ago six mm. years ago somewhere in there and uh, i was like what do you remember of book three and he's like uh <laughs> so i, I just don't want to blindside you twice in a row uh honto any questions of of tessa or anything that honto would want clarified uh he'll ask his captain later if he okay. has any questions all righty well uh the rest uh, of Mm-hmm. Cassius says one last question, maybe as they're going out the door or something. Uh, he'll uh, he'll turn it, he'll turn at some point and say, "Speaking of vile men who we don't care much for, I have a particular beef with a singular man who roams these seas, who I can't help but find myself difficult in placing his current location. Wonder if you've heard any rumors, Barnabas Harrigan, you know the man? Oh, oh yes, we've we've had run-ins with Harrigan in in the past before." Uh, he's he's one that would sell his own mother uh, for for a few copper if it meant he was able to have drinking money. I do not spend my time uh, cavorting with the the pirates who engage in in this the the trade of slaves, the press gain of of folks, and and he is 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 one that has made his way on the the backs of of many a. Subjugated peoples, unfortunately. Uh, I and it was rude of me not to introduce my plus one. This is Cocky Taroon, Barnabas Harrigan's cabin girl of sorts. She's the one who uh, she's the one who, in our little backstory of sorts with me and me crew, drugged us and press ganged us onto Barnabas Harrigan's ship, and we just happened to catch her trying to do the same thing here in Port Peril. And well, I'm gonna take her back to me ship and have a few questions for her, but didn't know if you'd heard anything and. As I would like to hang that man from me bowsprit itself and sail him around the shackles, thought I'd ask a question. I only really know of Harrigan by reputation, but he is a dangerous sailor, dangerous pirate. And it's not just his cruelty you have to be aware of. He keeps with him a crew of, of vile and cruel men. And if you have angered him, if, if he finds out um, about this one here, or, or perhaps some of the other things in your story that you said. Well, I, I would just say that uh, I thought I had a great deal of enemies here in the shackles, but being on Harrigan's list, I do not envy you. What would you have us do with her if you were in our shoes? I mean, she's a guilty person. She does exactly what you're saying you don't approve well, of. What would you have us do? If you want to leave her here, I can assure you that she will never talk to anyone um, about you ever again. But I suppose um, you all might might have ways of, of, of keeping her, her quiet as well. But uh, that, that is up to you. If, you. if you would like to leave her in, in my care, I can, I can promise you that she will not bother you ever again. Perhaps one day I will take you up on that offer. But for now, Kalki and I have some conversations to be had. Well, I will... I appreciate you. I will let you back to your ship. As I said, I can have the pennant delivered to the Tidebreaker if you would like to accept my offer. And if not, there are no hard feelings. But I I bid you farewell uh, and safe travels on, on your, your mission. And if you need to get any information to me, you can deliver it to um, one of my stewardship's captains or... Uh, to this residence or in Quint, and and I will have it within a few days' time. I understand. 
You'll have our answer about the Pendleton by morning. Yeah. So you guys can can cart a whole cocky Tarun back to the ship if you want and and have a fun conversation with her there. <laughs> Imagine there's some some cold water and uh maybe maybe tying her to the to the main mast and in a, a very similar way that we we used to see a Cassius or a Honto tied up almost uh, ready for a whipping. I definitely don't want to tie her up somewhere where like the whole crew has access to her. Ooh, Captain's um, quarters it is. It's a place she's very well acquainted with. <laughs> and uh but you know, my officers of of course. Um but I don't think Cassius wants to make it as publicly known as possible that we have her quite yet. Okay, yeah. So uh let's fast forward to you guys giving her the smelling salts or splashing cold water on her face, healing I'm her sorry, up. Sorry, before and... we do that, can I just uh-huh. Not that I necessarily want to do anything about this, but I am really concerned about all the people in the tavern whose drinks were spiked. Is are they going to be press ganged? Um, for the most part, it looks like a lot of the uh, um, the fighting kind of over overrode perhaps some of the um, what should I call it? Uh, the drinking. The so those drinks got yeah. spilled and not drunk. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, m- many did, and then. Uh, if you want to go back to the bar, I mean, there might be a few people sleeping it off, but there's equally as many still awake, like in, in most parties, and you don't see anyone kind of skulking about, as as it were. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free to wake Cocky up, and, and what do you guys want to, to say to her? She definitely has a, a wide-eyed, kind of fearful look to her as she comes to realization uh, as, as what happened. Alaris would, would say the first word. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 Kalki. Our roles have reversed since the last time we spoke. You! Uh, Alaris! Oh, that, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, we, you should have been a little bit friendlier back then. Maybe you wouldn't be in the situation <laughs> you are now. Well, well I, I highly doubt that, but I understand that you you, you are, all are rightfully sore with me. Rightfully so. We saw what you were doing to those drinks. Well, well yes, of course. That's, I, I, I had to do that. That's what Barnabas had me do. And where is he now? Well, looking, looking at what time it is, if, if, I, if I didn't get back to his ship, he's, he's probably already left without left me. Left Port Peril? Was he here waiting for you? Yes, I was, I was to signal, um, a crew of his men to to come in and 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 gather people once once the the poison took effect and knocked them out and and we were to row to to the ship and and, and bring in the fresh fresh crew members but oh I, I don't have to worry about that now if 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 it is is later on in the night if we didn't make the rendezvous then he would have just left without me captain and are you happy that he left without you or do you miss the the luscious wood beneath your feet of Back when we had enough sailors and there was plenty of treasure to go around, I didn't have it so bad. The the captain treated me quite well in, in when when it was just me and him in his his cabin. But since we divided the ships and and you all lot went off with the man's promise, and it was skeleton crew. I was put on double shifts every day, and I, I got no love from the captain. Um, I I was I was treated worse than you all. Indeed, many on the ship, there was, without the the, the hand of Mr. Plug and, and Master Scourge, much crueler um, men-at-arms came to bear, and they, they doled out uh, whippings uh, and, and beatings and things like that twice as much, and I, and I was not immune to those reprisals. I take it Barnabas did his usual hands-off approach to many of these activities. I, I, I tried to curry favor with Harrigan to try and get back in his good graces and I, I was going to report to him your your whereabouts as as he was pretty sure that Plug had made away with his crew and I, I was hoping you'd be able to tell Harrigan uh, where where he was and, and where his ship was but I, I understand I, I, I wasn't trying to hurt you all I, I was just doing my job I, I, if you all if you could spare my life, I, I, I will 
I will not say anything. I will not tell anyone anything. We'll get to that part. But a few more, a few more little questions. Although perhaps it will give you some answers that you seek. Scourge and Plug are dead. The ship you stand on now was once the man's promise that we had scrubbed clean and, and refitted. Is now the Tidebreaker. Oh, okay. But Plug, but Barnabas was right that Plug's original intention was to make way with the ship himself and start his own crew. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that that would enrage Harrigan if he found that out as well. But uh, as I said, I, 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 I've missed my, my boat more than likely that I don't even need to try to go back. Um, I'm perfectly happy being off of Harrigan's crew. And so long as his, his sailors and friends here in town don't catch me, then I, I could be out of your hair and, and not a worry to anyone. And how many people over the course of your time with Barnabas did you? Convince to join the crew. I mean, he he went through fresh meat, as he as he called it, quite often, and has amassed another ship under his control since he lost the man's promise. So I've I've probably drugged and and helped press gang dozens more since since you all were brought aboard. Uh, speaking out of character, I know that the if if y'all are are, are fine with it. I think Cassius would have probably mentioned this maybe while they were walking back to the ship, but he does not feel that it is very um, just to just threaten her with death and let her go. Uh, this this woman has has done some foul things, and I I think or Cassius thinks that it is only fair that she works towards adding positives back into the world that equal her negatives, and. The only way that he can think of to make sure that happens is for her to stay with the crew until such a time that she earns her getting work off her redemption, work off her debt. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but at the same time, I don't want this to be like, oh, you press ganged us. Welcome to me press ganging you. <laughs> I, well, at, at at the very least, we need her. We need to have her where we know where she is. Yeah, no sending um, her on away missions, right? Like. That was my first thought yeah. is like, she oh, has this no. whole story of like, I didn't want to be loyal to him, but I had to be, but she's off on her own, like doing this right on his behalf. Like she had plenty That's of opportunity fair. to yeah, do I mean, I think Owlbear, she, you keep an eye on her. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I I think mean, she could have run away at any time. If you guys, but, you know, if you guys want me to roll sense motive for you on any of these things, I can tell you if you, if you get oh. a sense that she's Yeah, Alaris would like to. Idea. I like yeah. that idea. How do we do that? I, I'm rolling it. A secret styles for you. Yeah, so <laughs> Cassius and Laris, you're you're pretty absolutely certain that she um is not super repentant in in the action she took, uh, even though it does seem like she's telling the truth that, you know, it, she had to do it or you know, she would catch beatings back on the ship. Okay. Captain Cassius, right? Um if if you find it in your heart to spare my life, I I will do anything. Um, you you don't know anything would be better than than going back to to Harrigan at this point. Even if he believed me, I I don't know that selling you all out would would be enough to to get me back in his good graces. I, I failed at at getting him new crew members here in Port Peril, and that would probably equate to to more pain and, and suffering than than I can imagine. Cassius maybe sits sits down in his or flops back down in his captain's chair and says, Calky, here's here's the deal. Most people who work on my ship are expected to do the work of them and themselves, to pull their weight and to help out here in the crew. You are now in the unfortunate position that you have to pull the weight of, as you said, multiple dozens of lives that you've dragged into this profession that did not want to be dragged onto that man's ship and worked. You're going to be sticking with us for some time, Corky. And perhaps once you have helped us put some good back into the shackles, then we'll see about setting you on your way with your own accord and winds in your own sails again. That That is fine. Um, I, I I agree with with your, your judgment, Captain. And as I said, I, I will do my best to um, show you show you the same loyalty that I, I've showed to Barnabas Harrigan for, for many years. Anything you need done, I, I will get it done for you, sir. That is good. And while you're on the ship, I, I expect you to be on, on good behavior. 
none of them. Now, we don't do any of the things that Barnabas happened to enjoy partaking in here. And these these three are my officers, as well as Sundara. If they ask anything of you, you should be treating it like they're orders from me and myself. Um, okay. Like, can we fast forward maybe to the, the next morning on the ship? Uh, sure. We just need to figure out how does everybody feel about sailing under Fairwind's pennant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with it. I don't know if this is something... He seems pretty this... on the level as far as as far as pirates go. I not not quite. I'm not quite as big a fan of her as I am of the uh, like the the lawful good pirate oh, we the met Backstreet that one time. Boy. But like, yeah, let's get Nick Carter. Yeah, the Backstreet back. Boy. I want <laughs> Nick Carter to be my to be my pirate lord. But uh, but if if she's offering, <laughs> uh, um, I, I I think she's a pretty cool, yeah, like pretty it. cool cat. Are, are you talking yeah. about Pierce Jarrell, who you met yeah. in the bar last episode? <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait. Didn't didn't we meet him back on the? Uh, uh, I think we're talking uh, about two different people. The There's island Pierce back at Rickety Oh, those are two different uh, people. Yes. Yeah, the guy the in the guy tavern met. last week yeah. oh, that Alaris okay. was kind of smitten with. Yeah, that was Nick Carter. That was um, Peg yeah, yeah. Pegsworthy. Meryl Pegsworthy uh, yeah. is he? Meryl Pegsworthy is who I'm thinking two. about. Yeah. He was cute. Meryl is definitely would be a. <laughs> he was cute. Meryl Pegsworthy is definitely the most I think premier pirate lord but considering that uh the backstreet boy is essentially is his is backed by pegsworthy uh meryl pegsworthy that you know that doesn't work out for us i think cassius would agree that aligning with um fairwind is 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 smart uh, mainly because and i did not roll since motive when she said she did not want the title and i should have mm-hmm. darn it uh but if we take it at face value that she does not want it um, but she wants to see somebody that's not Kurdak in that position, somebody a, a, a better stature in that position. I think that is smart for us to be uh, aligned with powerful, powerful well, little. Hold animals. on, let's so, let's uh, thought starting... experiment for a minute. What if she was lying about that? What would that mean? I mean, if she was lying, then that means that we would be aligned. We would be helping her take the throne, which might be right? I mean, dangerous. Essentially, for if us we earn is, her... I mean, is what you're thinking. Which, yeah, would earn yeah. us many enemies. We already have many enemies, but, I mean, would earn us her enemies as well. Um, you know, and, and, and so that that's tough. If there was ever somebody, it, you know, because it would be hard because if she would ever expect us to back her and yet we wanted to back somebody else, then that would put us in a difficult position. Uh, but, you know, right now, if we take it, uh, if we take it at face value, then we, at this point, either way, if we gain her trust, she may reveal more of her plan, and then we can go from from that knowledge forward. So, uh, well, and we'll to see. be fair, we aren't yet sponsored by her, like in the regatta or anything like that. Like she wants to gain like trust in us as much as you know. It's like a job interview, right? Like we have to make sure it's a good fit for both of us. So, right? Yeah, you got some I work think, to do first. Yes, I think. I think Cassie's main reason for wanting to, pre- the, also a good reason for wanting to accept the pennant, is that uh, the when we go back to her home city and we have to inquire with the um, House of Lovely Kisses or whatever. House of Lovely Kisses, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the House uh, of Stolen, stolen Kisses. kisses. Um, you know, th- this uh, Dindrian or whatever person that she mentioned, you know, we might get more from them if if they know that we are very much aligned and part of the crew with with Fairwind so there there could be a short-term benefit there as well so that's what I think that's what Cassius would think and he would he would be if the rest unless there was a uh objection from the rest of the crew officers I met then I think he'd be fine with it so accepting of the pennant Hondo is just going where the current takes him at this point <laughs> uh yeah she I mean she doesn't like the slave trade. That's points in our favor, right? I think that all aligns. There's nothing evil that seems to be coming out of her. So I don't see it as a bad person to to, to have backing us until we win the regatta. Yeah, and, as of right now, it seems like a good move. I mean, it can't hurt, right? Um, so of the two places that she advised we could go, do we get a choice between the two? Is Are we leaning toward one? Yeah, whatever you guys. Other? Whatever you guys want to do, indeed, yeah. I mean, we do have a note yeah, to present wanna... to one of them, so that seems like maybe the better diplomatic. I mean, we at least have an in there. Yeah, I think that one is the. No, I don't. I'm not. 
I, we're not necessarily looking at a map, so I don't know if there's a, a sense uh, or a, a way that makes more sense map-wise. But heading towards Quint and the House of Stolen Kisses seems to be the simplest move. It may also give us more insight into her potentially. That, that's true. I don't. I don't really remember much of when we were in Quint. So that was one of the Mad Libs places. So it was very short. There we <laughs> as go. As the episode goes. Um, excellent. So yeah, you can make that decision and one of her tufts will show up at the dock in the morning with a, a small chest. Um, and inside is a, a furled up, you know, kind of, um, um, I forget the exact name for it, but like a double, uh, flagged kind of pennant. Um, there, there are some like flag, actual flags in, in, in the earth world <laughs> that are shaped like this and it has like two little tails, um, floating off of it and has her crest on it and um, that of, of some playing cards and a, a skull. And you can fly right will... beneath your flag. Oh, no, we're not doing that. We're going to okay. keep that locked up in the captain's quarters because she specifically, we spe- she specifically asked to keep our as- association a secret until we've... I know, I'm just saying that, that's where you would fly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> if and when fly, you are yes. ready. Uh, in addition to that, there is a very fine watertight case, um, a map case inside, and inside that uh, are some um, very old-looking um, nautical charts of um, the... The city of Quince, the the island, um, uh, Beachcomber, and, and some of the places that she is sending you. And um, taking a look at these, these actually have um, their two sets of uh, charts of the Fair Winds, which is a magical item, a divination item, that allows you, when, when activated, to give you a bonus to checks for uh, piloting. A, a ship through the waters around these islands, as well as a competence bonus on survival checks to kind of predict weather as you're you're moving into them, um, and gives you a little boost to speed in these places. Uh, but this has a material wealth. Uh, each of these two sets of of charts of 320 gold pieces. Um, so not at all a a, a small gift. Um, but we'll also help you in, in navigating to them. Um, I think as you're you're getting ready to to launch off and your your sailors come back to to the tide breaker, you have a a stowaway of sorts in a a cloaked figure will arrive at your vessel and with a flurry uh, and a, a lot of bravado reveal himself um, on the deck as you guys are, are looking over these charts maybe and. It is uh, none other than uh, Pierce Jarrell coming calling. And he says, ha ha, Captain Cassius. Uh, I, I hear through the grapevine that your ship is off on another adventure. Aye, Jarrell. It's nice to see you, but we are indeed heading into open waters to once again spread the name of the Tidebreaker throughout all the shackles and make merry an adventure that we can bring back to Port Pearl and share tales with once again. I, I just wanted to spend some time here and, and say thank you for the hearty drinks and the, the bar fight, though it cut our merriment short yesterday. Uh, and I wanted to say goodbye to you and your crew, but Alaris, especially to you, my lady, I, I wanted to thank you for, for your time and indulging me. And, well, if if you be back uh, in in this direction, uh, perhaps at, around the time of the regatta, I would I would love to come calling on you once more. I would like that very much. Aha! I'm a Backstreet Boy. That's I'm what so, I look like. I'm so flustered. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he has that effect on everybody. I'm Pierce Jarrell. Just true, he does. Don't let Patrick forget about this character. I'm, I'll be back. <laughs> he'll, he'll leave, obviously, with... I don't know, cutting off a, a small lock of his hair and, and placing it in your palm. That's creepy. And then, obviously, just... Uh, it's, it's what they did back then, Rebecca. I'm sorry. I don't make the, the piratical uh, kind of norms. Not like a huge lock, but like, you know, something you can put in a locket. He does that, and Cassius looks at Hilarious and goes, see how short his hair is? He must have done this quite a lot. <laughs> Pretty funny. 
uh, and but then uh, he, as he's watching uh, Jarrell leave, he says, "It would not be a bad idea for you to get as close as you can to that man. He has sailed the regatta a few times, and in our brief conversation, he did mention a few maneuvers through the course that he was familiar with. Trying to get information from him would be a benefit to to everyone, and he does look like a fun guy." Before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about. Obviously, I think there might be a little bit of rancor amongst some crew. And I think you can probably explain this move to to your other officers well. But I think uh, some of the folks that served under the Wormwood, as soon as they see Kalki Tarun show up on the ship and just like swabbing the deck and stuff, I don't know what, what tasks you assign her uh, before you guys shove off. Uh, there's, there's a lot of hubbub, like what? What is she doing here? When, when did this happen? We, I've just been drunk for the last few days and down and now. God, when did we? Here. When did we get a rancor on this ship? Rah, there's lots of it. Uh, okay. Oh boy, let me go back to the title. There's two down in the bilges. Who do you think's operating the bilge pump? Is it the rancor? I trained those rancors from babies. Uh, you, <laughs> you've got a ton of of folks here, like uh, Tilly Bracket and uh, maybe even Owlbear, who's a little confused and and weirded out to see another old crew member. Um, not that she was like super cruel to everyone, but I think some some of them might've also been press ganged um, by her though. I guess maybe they didn't know exactly that she did it. Anyway, some some folks um, are a little upset. What what do you have to say to them as, as officers, as crew members? Well, anybody else but me. <laughs> uh, well, while Initially, I had, I took issue with these despicable actions of hers. Uh, clearly, they put me on the path to achieve what I was looking for. So it's difficult for me to be angry at her, though I do acknowledge she is a despicable person. So if anyone else feels otherwise, I won't begrudge them their opinions. Cassius will pipe up commandingly and say, We each try to find our own way in these waters. And Barnabas Harrigan was certainly a man who'd like to force the currents to fit his way. And now we'd be free of that. And Corky wanted to be free of it as well. And anybody who wants to break the keel out from Harrigan can sail on this ship as long as they seek to lead a pirating life the right way, of which she does. So she'll be sailing with us until such time that her past misdeeds under Kerrigan... Kerrigan? <laughs> under Harrigan... Starcraft. N- crossing. N- Starcraft reference. Nansimus Kerrigan. <laughs> until her past deeds under Harrigan have been rewritten with grand adventures she has here on the tiebreaker. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, whether the crew will be accepting of her or, or not uh, in the future, definitely, I think, she might be the subject of at least one stabbing by a Jack Scrimshaw, but, you know, his his blade is very very uh, short <laughs> so she can she can get healed up from that by Sandara Quinn and hopefully earn her place as you guys head out uh, for your next adventure and from what you said it sounds like you'll be heading towards the the port of Quint is that right your heart the temple yeah. of stolen kisses uh, that of is... lovely kisses <laughs> <laughs> how, how many times can you misname it before you get there next next week? Heavenly kisses. No, no, no. The Temple of Lovely Kisses is where uh, Pierce, Jarrell, and Alaris are going next time. Uh, yeah. Is that like a swamp? Uh, sorry, a swan ride, a swan boat ride sort of situation? Oh, Tunnel yeah. of love sort it, it's of thing? A, it's, a, it's a swan ride in a swamp. Uh, yeah, a swamp yeah. swan. It's a swamp swan ride. The, the temple of butterfly kisses is the temple of Desna. Yeah. Aww. Hmm. Uh, that that's all tales for another time here on on Dead Men Rono Crits. We'll we'll get to it next time, and we will start the grand side quest adventure that is this part of of book two of uh, uh, Skull and Shackles. Book three, right? Book three of yeah. Skull and Shackles, hey. Temple book three. No, no, you know what? Book we're four. Going, we're going back to book two now. <laughs> yeah, I liked book two. Great. It was a lot book of fun. Book seven. I hope you like, she's a sorcerer. She's got a tattoo on her back. 
<laughs> I hope you like underwater combat. Uh, no, we'll, we'll get to more meat in book three here next time. Um, but that's going to do it for us this week. Guys, thanks for playing with me. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. And everyone out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Um, our, our freebie captains, thanks for listening. And our Patreon subscribers, thank you so much. And... We'll catch you next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Ahoy! Yar. Yar. I have to imagine it's pretty difficult to be stabbed by Scrimshot Jack. He probably goes, oi, before he tries to hit you. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a like a circumstantial minus three to his attack roll. He's a bad rogue. <laughs> He's a, oi, I'm about to stab you, I am. <laughs> Damn, why'd I say that? Vegetarian <laughs> Steve walks by cocky and just throws it. He was literally sleepy. <laughs> <laughs>